What is going on, beautiful people? Today, we're answering the question, is it better to have a toxic parent or an absent parent? If you're new here, my name is Lee Hammock. I'm a clinically diagnosed narcissist, and welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. Boom. I feel like I just got raised from the dead, right? Um, yeah, y'all. So this is a tough question to answer right here, y'all. A lot of people ask this. A lot of people debate this right here. And this is just my perspective as a diagnosed narcissist, y'all. This is this is like my, I look, I'm open to debate. Not to dis I'm open to debate, not disrespect. You know, I like we can debate, not disrespect. We can do this D word, not the other D word, you know. Um, <laughs> before we hop into today's episode, y'all, make sure you check out my kids' book. Remember, it's not your fault to help kids deal with toxic households and setting boundaries and telling them the truth and things like that. It's valuable on Amazon. But yes, y'all, yeah. So my perspective on this right here, y'all, if you're dealing with a narcissistic person, nar a narcissist, or whoever y'all think y'all dealing with um, in these spaces, is it better that that narcissist is around or absent? Huh? Huh? So this the dilemma, isn't it? Because you see a lot of people, I, and I see, I get the you know get, you get the both sides dilemma where people are just like, well, I understand both sides. Like, kids need both their parents in their lives. Kids need both parents around and being active and things like that. Regardless if their parent is toxic, they need both parents in their life. So this is me right here, y'all. I truly believe that this is my thought process right here, and I'm open again, y'all. I'm open. I think just for me, it. To me, it's better to have that absence. That's just for me right here. I'm gonna go, look. I'm gonna go into side both sides right. Here. I'm gonna do both sides. I understand it right here, but but to me, if you were making the argument that it's better to have an absent parent, this is my, how my mind goes on it right here. At least they're not around the toxicity. At least they don't have that toxic neglect that they that they experience. But I mean, both both are abusive, y'all. Both is a form of like emotional abuse. Will, willful absence is still typically considered neglect, neglectful or you know emotionally abusive or emotionally neglectful and whatnot. Um, but to me, it's just like it's better to not have that parent in the picture being emotionally manipulative, being emotionally abusive, being sometimes physically abusive. Sometimes they can physically hurt the kids, you know? That present toxic parent, no matter if it's they, if they're still living in the same household or they get 50-50 custody or they get every other weekend, whatever it is, I believe that the absence is better than the presence. Because I just feel like when they are around, right, when a narcissistic parent, they're toxic and they're around, they can try to brainwash the kid, you know, because they, they're not, a lot of them are not emotionally connected to the kids, you know. So it really just depends on the, that connection that they have to the kids. Some of them are present, but absent at the same time. Some of them are present and neglectful. But to me, I just feel like, if you are around this person, if you're around, that, if that parent is consistently around and in the picture 100% of the time, it's just like the kid doesn't have a, the kid doesn't stand a chance sometimes. You know, even if the other parent is around 100% of the time, combating that, the other parent is getting the emotional and physical abuse sometimes as well. You know, so if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship or marriage or whatever, y'all are living together, trying to cohabitate and trying to parent a child together, you, you you are getting emotionally, narcissistically abused or sometimes physically abused. And so is your kid. You know, if you are getting abused 
and you are trying your best to love your kid, it's almost almost impossible, y'all, to give your kid full love and care if you are a victim of abuse yourself. You know, because the kids get it too. So in that household, in that household right there, where that parent, that toxic parent is present 100% of the, of the time, it's just like the kids don't stand a chance to have an emotionally, any kind of emotional safety. You know, the kids in that household tend to retreat within themselves because they can't express themselves emotionally for fear of retribution, for fear of being emotionally attacked, for fear of being, you know, emotionally beat up or whatever. Sometimes physically beat up, you know, because the physical abuse is not, it happens too, though. They physically abuse the kids too, you know. So for me, I just, I, I, I would just personally just think that the absence is better. Just don't be around, you know. Well, I, I, I yeah, it, can your kid suffer from you not from that toxic parent not being around yeah absolutely yes absolutely 100% yes I am one of the parents I'm a like so when you look at the when I look at it my dad is probably highly narcissistic right he's probably got a lot of narcissistic qualities a lot of narcissistic traits I don't know him good enough to just say oh yeah my dad's narcissist I know he had childhood trauma I know his his dad unalived himself and I think my dad found him. You know, I think that did transpire. I think that played out right there. Well, my, like I said, my dad found his dad unalive at like seven or eight years old. And that contributed to my dad just not being, being emotionally something, not, not growing up emotionally. You know, there was a big contribution to that right there in that space. So, but the way my mind is working on the space right now, working within this dynamic, is just like, okay, my dad went through this. My dad suffered. My dad had this happen to him and whatnot, you know. But it just goes into that space, into that dynamic where even though he wasn't around, yeah, I felt that neglect and whatnot. But I feel like if he was around 100% of the time, his his emotional neglect would have been felt even worse because his, his presence would have been there. But it's just like being ignored would have just seemed like it would have hurt more, you know. Being physically present and being emotionally ignored is a wild dynamic. You know, it just it just does it just happens that way. So I'm not like I'm not. This is not to judge anybody that because you can't control whether or not the toxic parent is involved unless you get restraining orders and things like that or full custody and stuff. Like you can't control it. But in my mind, I would just feel like the absence is better. You know, because at least you, especially if you are an emotionally healthy parent, or the other parent is an emotionally healthy parent, you can just pour love into that child. You know. You can pour love into that child. You can. You don't have to talk negative about the other parent being absent. You know, the child can grow up and make their own decisions and make their own formulate their own thoughts about their absence when it when the time comes. But I just feel like if you are there for them emotionally, if you reassure them, if you validate them consistently, they have a better chance of coming out, you know, emotionally strong as opposed to, you know, <laughs> having a toxic person that's around a hundred percent of the time or 50% of the time, or 25% of the time, or however often that they, that they are around, you know? I see this in my I see this in my, my real life sometimes with toxic parents that, you know, abandon or don't, or, or, or are not there for their kids, you know? The, the, both of the kids struggle, the kids do struggle, but I just feel like they understand it from a different perspective, like, especially if they understand that they kind of grow up and they, under, they get smart enough to know that their parent, the other parent, you know, struggle mentally. They have mental, they have their own mental health issues and whatnot. You know, it can help with some grace and some empathy towards their absent parent. But a toxic, abusive parent that's consistently around, 
it's like the, the kids might grow up and dis distance themselves anyway. You know, the kids might grow up, understand that this person is neglectful and abusive and distance themselves as adults. They just distance themselves as adults. Just like, I don't want to talk to you no more. I'm done with you. We don't we don't need to be here. We don't need to we don't need to speak. We don't need to interact. You know, you're my parent and that's it. Sometimes that happens as well, you know, but it's a whole it's a it's a different world now, y'all, that we that a lot of people face. A lot of people deal with, a lot of people struggle, a lot of people battle with right now. So for me, like I said, especially like, and this is why I just tell people, this is, I say that, I say all that to say this right here, y'all. If you are dealing with a toxic, you are dealing with a situation where you have a toxic parent that you're trying to co-parent with, you can't force them to be a parent. That's what I'm saying right there. Like if they are willfully absent, <clears throat> you might can go after them financially, but you can't force them to be a parent time-wise. Because that's when they like if you try to force the time on them, they that's when they can get very emotionally neglectful, very emotionally abusive, very emotionally they they just disconnect from the kids. You know, they just disconnect from their kids and whatnot in person. And that's and that sucks. Like I said, it is neither situation is easy, y'all. And like I said, that's what I'm saying. I'm not judging anybody for whichever decision that you make. Like neither decision is easy. Neither way is easy. Like both the kids are going to struggle regardless. But for me, I feel like they have a better fighting chance if the toxic person is just gone, not dead, you know, of course, but just out of the picture, just not here, just not around, so to speak. Because even though you have to struggle with that absence, even though they struggle with their absence, their present neglect, the present emotional neglect that they experience every single day with their parent around. Or the toxicity or the abuse that they watch the other parent go through. Like if they're if your kids are watching you get abused, that is it's like secondhand smoke right there. You know, they like if your kids are watching you get abused, that's secondhand abuse. Then their firsthand abuse. They're watching their parent, other parent get abused, and they grow up in an abusive household, and they think abuse is okay, and they what they they. They might mirror your relationship as adults. So you imagine your kid watching you get abused and they grow up and find an abusive relationship. I'm like, that's how my parents were. Also, I think this is normal. You know, this is normal because this is my parent. My, this is my parents relationship played all over, played out all, all over again. You know, so that can happen as well. Where they will, they, that, that can be a space of it right there. Y'all, you know, that can be a space. So this is what I'm just trying to help people out, trying to help people understand and trying to help people connect and not dis, not disconnect, you know, that it's like either way the kids are going to struggle. But I feel like they have a greater fighting chance that the toxic parent is not around. Other people are going to dis disagree. It's just like, yeah, the, the other parent should be if, if, if the other parent is around and emotionally neglectful, you can make up for you can compensate for that, like that, that deficit that they're going to experience. I understand that as well. I, I get that. Like I said, if the other parent chooses the other toxic parent, right? If they choose to be around, I understand you feel like you can make up for the emotional neglect. You know, you can make up for the physical, physical neglect and whatnot. I feel I understand that. You know, so I said I understand both sides of the, of the dynamic. Like, you feel like you can compensate for the, your, the other parent not being there. And, you know, you can explain it away sometimes. You can just sue, you can soften the blow. Because sometimes you don't have a choice whether or not they're around, you know, but you can soften the blow. You can like you can pr provide your child with an emotional safe place, emotional safe place, because if y'all are co-parenting in different households, then, yeah, even if it's 50 50, 
they have a 50 percent of the time they have an emotionally healthy household with you hopefully hopefully if you're emotionally healthy you know that you got to work on you too um they have a emotionally healthy household to go back to to thrive in yeah the other household might not be healthy at all but they, at least they can come home to you and decompress you know, at least they can come home to you and survive, have a chance of surviving and living a healthy life, you know. But anyways, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. I'm truly thankful that y'all are here with me. Y'all growing with me. Like and subscribe for more. And of course, of course, of course, mental illness is out. Peace. Thank you so much for making it to the end of my video. You are a mental illness rock star and I appreciate you for being here. If you haven't already, make sure to click on the screen to subscribe to the channel and watch another one of my videos in my playlist. There's also a link available up here for you to purchase my kids book. Remember, it's not your fault on Amazon. So check that out. Thank you. I will see you in the next video. Peace.